Welcome to the Creative Equation Podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and creative individuals who want to leverage creativity in order to increase sales and customer engagement. You'll get a healthy dose of graphic design tips and tricks, as well as sales and marketing strategies to help you and your business continue increasing profits. I'm your host, Brandon Ritchie, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the Creative Equation Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Creative Equation Podcast. My name is Brandon Ritchie and I help businesses and organizations increase profits and customer engagement with stress-free creative services. And if you've been listening to this show, you know that what I've set out to do is to help as many other creatives and as many other business leaders as I can to leverage creativity in such a way that it does increase profits and increase sales. And if you're already a listener of the Creative Equation podcast, you know that we believe that there is a three-part equation to leverage creativity in order to increase profits and increase sales. So we call that the Creative Equation, and it has three parts. Number one, generate proper exposure for your brand, meaning do whatever you can to make your potential customers and your potential leads aware of your business or organization. Number two, or part two, generate proper experience. So make sure that once they know that your brand exists, they're having a great experience on your website and interacting with your brand. And the third and final uh, part of the creative equation is to make sure that you generate proper expectation with your customers, meaning there's no differing expectation between your company and your customer in regard to products, pricing, and processes. And if you can learn to implement this three-part equation, the creative equation, into your marketing efforts, you'll be sure to increase sales and profits. And that's what this podcast is all about, giving you, the entrepreneur, the business owner, the creative, practical tips tricks, and strategies that will help you to implement the creative equation into your marketing efforts. Well, in today's episode of the Creative Equation Podcast, we're going to be camping out in the second component of the creative equation, and we'll specifically be talking about removing friction from your website, Uh, removing friction from your marketing materials, your website, and essentially removing friction from your brand entirely. Again, removing friction is a key component in generating proper experience with your potential customers and your potential leads. So what do we mean when we say friction? Well, just to define it real quick for us to make sure that we're all on the same page, friction is anything that stands in the way of what you want to accomplish or what your customers want to accomplish. And the fact is great brands are created when we eliminate friction from our customer's journey, when they interact with our website, our marketing materials, and when they interact with our brand. So basically, We need to remove friction, remove distractions, remove barriers, remove headache points from our websites, from our marketing, and from our brands in general. And we're going to get really specific here in just a little bit. But first, I just wanted to paint that broad picture of what friction is and what we mean when we say the word friction, uh, just to make sure that we're all on the same page. So here are some specific examples of friction that you've probably experienced on your own journey when interacting with somebody's website, with somebody's marketing materials, or with somebody's brand. Uh, So you're shopping online, you're on somebody's website, and you're looking for a hat, a shirt, uh, a purse, you name it, and you try adding something to the cart but for some reason, the, the button isn't working. There's a technical error or a technical glitch. Um, or you do get it to add to your cart, uh, but you're at checkout and you're filling out email address, card info, uh, your location information. 
Uh, but then you put in a coupon code when all of a sudden the page refreshes, you lose all of that information that you just put into that form and you have to start all over again. Um, or you're shopping on mobile, which by the way, most people who are interacting with websites these days are on a phone, they're on a tablet. So you're on your phone or you're on your tablet, but the fonts are too small or they're too big and clunky. Now that's happened to you. That's happened to me. It's happened to a lot of us, but those are all just some website examples, but friction isn't only on websites. Uh, we've all gotten an invitation in the mail or come across a flyer where the text is in some weird font and it's hard to read, or the text is just too small and you have to squint your eyes in order to read it. Or the flyer looks great. The fonts are perfectly sized, but you can't find the time or date on the event anywhere. You spend minutes uh, looking through it, looking through every paragraph. And finally you find the time and date hidden in the last sentence of the third paragraph or something like that. Um, or let's take graphic design out of the equation completely because it's not only in graphic design. Sometimes it's with um, bigger issues with your brand. So you walk into um, a local clothing store and you grab a couple of shirts. You want to try them on, you want to buy them and you look around for the dressing room. And for some reason, the dressing room is on the farthest corner of the store. Um, so then you start thinking, man, is it even worth it to get these shirts in the first place? If I, if I have to walk all the way over to that changing room, try them on, walk all the way back, maybe pick out a different size or a different color and then go check them out. Or maybe you do go try them on, but then you get to the checkout register and the line is out the door. They have two cashiers working, but they have enough spots to have four other cashiers working, but there's this huge line. That is a piece of friction. So everything that we just described is friction. Some of it relates to graphic design specifically, some of it relates to marketing, and some of it relates to different areas of customer service. However, one thing, the thing that each of these examples have in common is that friction makes buying, donating, or partnering harder for your potential customer. It's a barrier or a hoop that your customers have to jump through in order to partner with you, in order to donate to your nonprofit or your church, or to purchase uh, or make a purchase from your company. So what does it take to eliminate friction? How do we eliminate friction? None of us want it. If you're listening to this and you're a serious entrepreneur, a serious business owner, uh, you don't want friction. So what do we do to eliminate it? Well, we've created a formula to help you think through what friction your brand may have and what you can do to eliminate that friction. So we call the formula the Viz formula, Viz meaning V-I-S. So here's what Viz stands for visualize, identify, solve. So visualize somebody shopping at your store, they're using your website and put yourself in their shoes and ask yourself, what part of this is a bad experience? Is there any technical difficulties? If I were a shopper or a customer who's seeing your website for the first time, what would frustrate me about this experience? Then once you visualized it, identify that friction, write it down, take lots of notes. And once you've identified the friction, solve it. So move the dressing room closer to the clothing. Uh, make sure that you have enough staff manning the checkout line. Hire your website designer to adjust the buttons or the menu on your website, make it more mobile friendly. Reprint the flyer with the time and location of your event right at the top where everyone can easily see it. They don't have to go digging to figure out where the time is or where the location is. So again, V-I-S, it's the Viz formula, visualize friction, identify the friction, and then solve the friction. So, okay, part of eliminating friction is simply just <laughs> adding value to your customers. And so um, we're gonna give you an example of one company that we love 
um, and that I personally love um, that is doing a great job removing friction uh, for its customers and they're adding value to the customer experience. And so this is one of my favorite case studies. So the restaurant is a favorite of mine and probably a favorite of yours as well. That's right. Chipotle. So you know Chipotle. It's a, it's a Tex-Mex style restaurant. They provide healthy and nutritious meals for customers, or at least healthier compared to other fast food options. Um, so it's not super unique as, as far as a business model or a niche. You know, there's a lot of Tex-Mex restaurants. Um, but one thing that they're doing is they are eliminating and removing friction at every single touch point that a customer has with their brand. Um, they're constantly removing friction. So just as an example, if you go into a Chipotle, you know that there's a long line to get to the front of the restaurant. Then you have to, you know, stand through the line and kind of pick out what you want in your bowl or in your burrito. Um, so it kind of takes a while. And especially if you don't want to wait in line, that's a piece of friction. So what they've done is they've been innovative in creating a mobile app that allows your customers to completely bypass that line, bypass the wait time, um, and really bypass having to make your your items or make your meal right there in the store. So the app uses uh, geotargeting, which points our customers to the closest store location. Then with just a couple clicks on the app, you can browse the menu, you can customize your order and you can easily pay instantly. So the best part is you already went through all that on the app. So now you can drive to the restaurant, you can go up to the counter um, and then your food is (laughs) right there. You don't have to show a receipt. You don't have to show the app. Um, you don't have to get in line. You can just pick up your order, pick up your food and go. So I know that this probably doesn't sound super revolutionary. <laughs> There's probably other restaurants that are doing this. Um, but a lot of restaurants that I know of you, that have a mobile app, for instance, Cracker Barrel has a mobile app um, or they have a website where you can order, but then you have to go up to the counter. You have to say, Hey, I have a, I have a pickup here for Brandon. Um, then you have to show them your receipt sometimes. So it's kind of this long process process. Well, Chipotle recognize that friction. And so they're creating something where they're bypassing friction and they're allowing you, the customer to have a friction free experience interacting with their brand. So that is a great example of a company who is constantly thinking, okay, where are the friction points for our customers? How can we identify that friction and then solve that friction? Now, another case study that I love is uh, it's a company, it's actually a hotel um, that has added a ton of value to their customers. And really they've removed friction from the entire process as well. Uh, So this is Magic Castle Hotel in Los Angeles. Um, first of all, just for a little bit of context, um, TripAdvisor lists this hotel, the Magic Castle Hotel, as number four on their list of recommended hotels in LA. First of all, think about how many hundreds of hotels there are in LA, but the fact that it's number four under names like Hotel Bel Air, Beverly Hills Hotel, et cetera, which by the way, would cost you, I don't know, 700 bucks a night, 800 bucks a night. The Magic Castle Hotel, 150 bucks a night or something like that. So way cheaper, but why is it number four on their list right underneath those other big names? Well, first of all, here's what the Magic Castle Hotel is. It is a uh, it is a two-story, a renovated two-story apartment complex from the 1950s. They do have a pool, but it is a backyard-sized pool, so nothing fancy. So how on earth does a Magic Castle Hotel have such a great ranking with TripAdvisor? Well, the fact is they're removing friction everywhere at every single touch point that their customers and their guests have with their brand. They're removing friction from check-in to check-out. So here's one way that they're doing that. They have something called the Popsicle Hotline. So picture this. 
you're going down to the pool, you have your wife with you, you have your kids with you, you're going to sit next to the pool and right next to the pool, there is a red phone. It looks like a pay phone, but it's painted red. Anybody can pick it up. Your kids can go pick it up. Your wife can go pick it up. You name it. You pick up the phone and here's what you hear. Hello, Popsicle Hotline. How can I help you? And you and your kids, you order popsicles, you order some Coke, whatever. And within minutes, a hotel employee wearing white gloves comes out with a silver platter and delivers your M&Ms, your Coke, your popsicle on a silver platter free of charge. So that is a huge value add. And that's just one thing that they do. There's a lot of things that this company is doing to remove friction and to add value to the customer experience. Now, I guarantee you that the people who are running the Magic Castle Hotel, the people that are running Chipotle, they are constantly thinking through the Viz formula. Now, they're not calling it the Viz formula because that's something that we made up, uh, but they are visualizing friction. They're identifying, okay, where are our friction points? And then they're solving friction. So they're putting themselves in their customer's shoes and they're thinking through, okay, what experiences? our good experiences with our brand, what experiences are bad experiences with our brand, where are the friction points and what can we do to solve those friction points? So here is my challenge for you. I double dog dare you today after this podcast is over, sit down at your computer, grab a pen, grab some paper, go to your website and pretend that you're a new potential customer. You're a new potential lead seeing your website for the first time. So once you're there, ask yourself, is it easy to understand what I do, who I am, and how I can make my customers' lives better? You have to put yourself in your customer's shoes. Basically, what we're asking here is, is your messaging clear? What about your calls to action? So is it to buy something? Is it to donate, to give, to partner? Whatever it is, ask yourself, is the call to action clear? Do I know what I need to do in order to take the next step? Are your font sizes too small? Are they too big? Are they too clunky, et cetera? Um, Or if you're selling things online and your website is an e-commerce website, what's the e-commerce experience like? Are there technical difficulties? I would go through the whole process. I would go to to browse products. I would try to add something to your cart, um, visit your cart, try to check out, maybe even put your website in test mode so you can actually make a test purchase. Um, And then what happens when somebody actually purchases something? Do they get an email automatically that says, Hey, thank you so much for making a purchase. Or does that email address go into an automatic email nurture campaign where their relationship with your brand can continue to grow and develop? This is a really, really great strategy. Um, So if you're not having those email addresses automatically go into an automatic email nurture campaign, you're missing out on a really great opportunity, a really great marketing opportunity. And we'll talk more about those kind of email campaigns in future podcasts. So you just come through your whole website, you took a bunch of notes. So you've visualized, you put yourself in your customer's shoes, you've identified any kind of friction points, and now you need to solve that friction. So you need to think about what do I need to do in order to solve that friction? Do I need to hire another website designer? Do I need to hire another developer? Or working with a messaging expert who can help you think through the copy and the content on your website to make sure that you are removing as much friction from your website as possible. Well, hey, we are wrapping up this episode of the Creative Equation Podcast, but I just wanted to personally thank you, the listener, for listening to this episode of the Creative Equation Podcast and for spending a little bit of time with me today. Remember, we are on a mission to help as many creatives, as many entrepreneurs as possible, and we would love it if you would continue following along on that journey with us. If you found any of today's content helpful, we would be incredibly grateful if you would share this podcast with others who may benefit from it. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Stay creative and we'll catch you next time.